0: And welcome to another edition of Talking Heads. You're here with me, Tim Ziegler, Director of Early Childhood and Lower School Education, Amy Gannadden, Director of Intermediate and Middle School, and Suzanne McCandless, our head of school. Today, we're going to talk about conscious discipline with fifth grade teacher Audra Olson. She's here to teach us a few tricks, as well as explain a philosophy to discipline that will be beneficial to both teachers and parents. Stay tuned. (music)
1: How about those Chiefs guys? You've been watching the Chiefs? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Looking good.
0: Better than the Royals.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's not hard to beat, I guess. (laughs) You know, they've got a great team. I think they've put together the right people, Super Bowl bound. So
0: I'll I'll tell you about this. My my fantasy football team, I don't do it very often. I name my team Tyreek Hill is overrated.
1: Ooh, I like that name. I was a couple minutes late
0: to my fantasy draft. And who, did, who got auto-drafted for me first? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. But Ty he scored me 60 points the other day, so we'll take it.
1: You know, I just looked at stats, though. Tua has the uh, most yards passed so far this season. Well, we're only,
0: we're only two games in, so, you know. Yeah. Well, is he your quarterback?
1: No, 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 no. Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, though. It's going to be a good season. They're oh, yeah. exciting. We get back, you know, adversity doesn't get in our way.
0: No, awesome. we've got a lot of options to spread the ball to, so, and the defense looks a lot better. So, what do you think, Mrs. G?
2: <laughs> I love their costumes.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Do you I think love any the of the Chiefs, Chiefs players do not...
0: uh, tap fit? Or... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet they do. That's how they stay. stay speed and agility. I hear
0: dancers make the best football players, or vice it versa. Yeah. It is true. It is
1: true. You know what gets me? One last thing on the Chiefs before we change topics, but... Did you see Travis Kelsey get body slammed? Oh, man. So it should have been a penalty, right, right, right then and well, there. Lo- it wasn't, yeah. but now it is. Now, now they're font fa- that person. He got, got fined. Mm-hmm. I didn't. know I that. saw that too. You're <laughs>
2: only looking at Tim when you're talking about football. It's
1: kind of <laughs> but let me tell you this. But. I did see
2: that. They lifted him over his head. You can't over, do that. Yeah, I know. You in in
0: WWE wrestling, you can do that. Yeah, you can't do yeah, that. but not. It no. looked pretty cool, and I'm glad he was it okay. Cool. It's one of those things, if the Chiefs do that play, it's like, what a play. But yeah. if it happens to us, it's like, how dare he.
1: Yeah, it's like Hulk Hogan out there or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Talking about superheroes, I guess, to, not a superhero. <laughs> to
0: some people, he was he's a superhero. He was when
1: I was growing up. I liked him a lot. Um, anyway, so we just got done with uh, the Isaacs accreditation not long ago. And what an awesome, uh, you know, awesome time. It really, uh, you know, it really made us feel great pride in the school. So were
0: you trying to say they were like superheroes?
1: Yeah. Or we are. Okay. Maybe we are. Um, well, yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe both. Oh,
1: Maybe yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, that was awesome. They were a really talented team, I thought. Um, having served on an accreditation a team, I haven't led one like you have, Suzanne, but I have served on one. It's a lot of hard work. It is a lot of hard work. It seemed like
0: they were always typing and asking people questions, and it's a lot that goes into it.
2: I know, but they had a lot of great things to say about us, which I, you might have. Teared me up a little bit just listening yeah. to it. I was, I was pretty
1: proud. It was nice. And I was excited that they were able to speak to so many different groups of people. Yeah. So, I mean, even our parents, a huge shout out to all of the parents who came in to be a part of that. Oh, yeah. um, it's always nice. Um, you know, I have no idea what the parents said, right? But it's always nice for them to come in and, and have an opportunity to share their feelings about the school. Um, you know, one of the things that made me um, most proud was just they really noticed how welcoming we were. Uh, As a school And you know We talk about that All the time That a prospective family Or current family We want them to feel You know Feel who we are See who we are um, so it was really awesome, you know, for them to say that they were welcomed.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, no school is perfect. There's always things we're looking to improve upon too. But if there's anything you want to be known for, in my opinion, it's a welcoming school where kids have a good time and feel safe.
1: Absolutely. And that's
0: what we got the most feedback on. So that's great.
1: Yeah. We work hard on school climate and school culture. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was nice to have that affirmed. I agree. I agree.
2: Um, and I do, I, I think we do have a kind, fun community. We do we work hard play hard right yes (laughs) ma'am yes absolutely thank goodness we have some conscious discipline going on something positive here in this school um and we're going to move on and talk about that with our special guest audra
3: olson
0: going to move on and talk about conscious discipline today uh, we have audra olson who's going to be on here soon um i know we did a training with her before school started on conscious discipline and i feel like i've seen a lot of our teachers using it in the classroom what about you mrs g
2: yes i have it's been pretty have, awesome. Yes, I see a lot of them utilizing Brain mm-hmm. Start Smart, so I'm yeah. excited to ask Audra a little bit more about that to explain to our audience.
0: Yeah, and I've seen a lot of class meetings where we're implementing, hey, we're wishing you well, giving everybody a time to share, which is a huge thing. It's teaching kids to be happy for each other, uh, want the best for each other, which is, you know, things that I know. we It's amazing
2: how in line conscious discipline is with our life skills program.
0: Yeah absolutely no it's it's uh it's been really cool i'm excited to learn more i've been reading the book that she gave us too good good
2: you're such a good student
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i am very thankful that we have audra um here to guide us and all of our teachers um i know it's something that i've used in fact just today, I had a couple students I had, I had talked to, and I know it's something you're trying to do where you go into the classroom instead of pulling kids out. Right.
2: It's a new mm-hmm. approach that we're taking this year, and I I think it works. Um, mm-hmm. Keeping them in there, just being present, and trying to you know, help them understand what we need from them in the situation – um, Ms. Pavlison and I have even had Audra walk through um, this exercise that students um, agree to do, um, and it helps them move on from a conflict. It's fascinating to watch, and it really works. So yeah. I'm excited. I love the way she's just giving us, you know, snippets an hour, you know, every month, and then mm-hmm. we get to take it from there and actually put it to good use. Um, as we go and, and develop the skills. But I think the teachers were super excited after her first um, in-service and are looking forward to the second yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah, so it'll be fun to see what she shares today with our audience. Yeah. I would like to introduce our special guest today, Miss Audra Olson, fifth-grade teacher. Audra comes to um, Oak Hill with a vast knowledge of conscious discipline she was trained about four years ago and she is currently training our entire staff we're meeting monthly and going over um, different chapters of the book and she's bringing it to life for our teachers and I already see it in action so let's let's
3: hear it for Audra Olson welcome Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back again. Um, And I will say the the trainings are really ongoing. Um, I kind of look at conscious discipline as a journey. starts with the adults, and then we share that with the kids. So um, always a work in progress, I guess we can say, and so I'm very excited to share it. Um, Last time we were together, I had the chance to share really kind of a framework, kind of just the basics, and I thought maybe today we could dive into one of the powers and the skills, um, which will lead to a couple of structures that maybe... You can even try with, um, kids, friends. Uh spouses, significant others. Uh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Try
2: this with Haley (laughs) too.
3: Absolutely. She listens to the podcast, so
2: maybe
0: she can try it with me too.
2: Oh yeah.
3: (laughs) There you go. You can help each other. You can help each other through it. But um no, one of the things, you know, with what we know about the brain is we have to build safety. If we don't build safety, we're never going to get to those higher level functioning skills. And one of the powers in conscious discipline is the power of perception. And it's not that this is really anything new, but the idea is what we focus more on is what you get more of. So if I'm constantly focused on the problem, I'm not really being open to what the solution is. And you know, this gets kind of hard because a key piece of this, and this is what I constantly have to practice because I'll be honest, this is hard for me, is noticing without judgment. And that judgment, sometimes we go to a negative connotation, but it also means kind of complimenting like really all that kids all that people want is that do you see me do you see me do you notice me but what we do is we end up saying oh good job buddy nice job and and the intent is there to be positive but then we start pulling these these qualifiers on it and so one of the things I try to do first with my students I practice but then even with my my own family is to really let them know and become aware of what they're doing and their body's doing So I'll give you an example. So with my students, I might say, your hands are doing this. Your face is doing this. Are you okay? It looks like you're struggling because it's really about making them aware of what's happening, what's happening with their bodies, what's happening with their feelings. I noticed that you wanted the ball. You wanted the ball, and so you grabbed it. It's not going to be okay to grab it. Here's what we're going to do instead. But there's no judgment. And I think, I don't know, maybe this will show my age, (laughs) but, you know, the idea was, now is that being a very good friend? That's not being a very good friend. Well, there's a lot of judgment in that. And there's just been a lot of research that kids, and I've done this myself, they'll get super excited if you literally tell them what you saw them do. You moved out of line so that your friend had a spot to stand in. That was helpful. Which is very different than, nice job, buddy. Yeah. Good job.
0: Saying specifically what it was. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
3: And this is a really good analogy that I heard, gosh, in one of the workshops I had been in. It's like coaching. So if you think of a coach, and it's baseball, and, all, and coach, don't say anything. I'm not a real super sporty person. So, but, in, in you hit, you hit the home run, okay? And you have the coach that comes over, high five, way to go, good job, we needed the points, nice, way to go. Good, right? You feel great about it. Then you have the coach that says, wow, you had both your feet facing front, one of your hands was on top, you lean back, drop that shoulder, and hit that ball. So in which scenario did that player learn more?
0: Right, you're getting that feedback, yeah. Exactly. And I think you know a lot about baseball, though. Pretty right. cool. That was a
3: good that description. description. Oh, wow. Okay, I was wow. like, it's home run, right? Yes, okay. <laughs> you, you said <laughs> the do, home right? run? The no, home right? run. I know, I knew I was going to somewhere show my, my lack of knowledge with <laughs> that. but And, you know, I was surprised how hard it is to notice without judgment. So one of the first things I try really hard to do is to just notice what's happening. Here's my favorite with my girls. So my girls are 17 and 22. So it's great to just look. You can't be sarcastic, so I have to work on that sometimes too. (laughs) But it's great to look and just say, oh, honey, what's happening with your eyes? They were rolling. Are you okay? Did you get what I was saying? And it's because, of course, they're rolling their eyes at me when I'm asking them to do something. So are your kids on to you? <laughs> I mean, do their, do A little their- bit. but I think I shared this last time, but I always feel it's worth it's, it's worth saying again, the relationships in my personal life, my family life as well as my school, you know are so much better. And if I'm being honest, it's because I'm probably approaching it differently. The change happened with me, which is the idea that it's adult first.
0: So I, I like that you were you know, pointing out the specifics, whether you're praising somebody, and then sometimes when you have to correct something, right. a, that is kind of an important thing to yes. point out the specifics as, as, as opposed to, uh, you know, oh, you're not in line, hop back in line, or, or you know, what's going on right, right.
3: now? Right, right. And as a teacher, here's the one I was, no running, no running, no running. Mm-hmm. It's always what you don't want, and so the tough part is you have to spin it. So what do you do want? You mm-hmm. know, what do you do want? <laughs> what do you want, <laughs> I should say? And it's harder than you think. So typically you want a behavior to stop. Well, if you want the behavior to stop, what's the replacement behavior? So what do you want me Offer to do instead? Solution. Right? And then teach me and then practice it with me and then show me. And I think when kids get older, especially middle, we forget that they need that skill. And we just kind of assume, and we don't do this with any other subjects. We, we just assume, you know better. You know how many times? You know better than that. Well, if they did, they would probably do better, or they're shut down. They're in those lower centers of the brain, and I can't choose to do better. I don't know what to do better. So yeah, another – They spend a little
2: too too long
3: down there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is absolutely <laughs> Got to bring them
2: back upstairs.
3: Let's well, get upstairs. <laughs> and that's the thing with assertive voices that we want to teach, how can I tell you what I need, what I want in a way that is still respectful but also does not leave that gray? Mm -hmm. And that's what's hard. So when we talk about voices, most of us are familiar with. There is the passive voice, um, which is really about pleasing. Okay, whatever. That's fine. It's it's okay. Whatever we want to do. Then there's the aggressive, which is more about winning. It's more about kind of getting my Mm -hmm. way and what I need and what I want. With assertive, we just want to be that very clear, no nonsense. This is the expectation. There's no judgment with it. But here is what we're going to do and here's how we're going to do it. And that's where kind of that noticing comes in. Um, Choices are really good with that, too. You can do this. You can do this, which is better for you. Not can you.
0: Yeah, you do this. Yes. Not you will. Yes, we can stop
3: in two minutes or three minutes, which is better for you. You can put away half your toys or all of your toys, which is better for you. Either one of those. I will probably end really quick because I know time goes kind of fast or maybe we'll see. I don't know. I could go on and on and on. So I have to I have to have people help me. Um, So I use what um, I use what's called the conflict resolution time machine in my classroom. And I have watched that just become amazing. And, you know, some of my background is also in counseling. And so I've been through trainings and years of peer mediations and just different approaches. And what I love about this one is it walks students through how to make things right, how to reset, how to restore those relationships. And It literally, and I won't really do it justice talking about it, but trust me, it's really cool. Um, It's an actual mat where the kids start by, they have to face each other. And I just think that eye contact is such a huge piece. And then it just walks them through. They take a breath. It tells them what to say. They wish well to each other. Then they will say, one, two, three, let's do it. Now, obviously, this has been conversations I've had with the kids ahead of time. And are you willing to do this? We've walked through, you know, and I give them the words. I think sometimes we just kind of guess and hope that, you know, what should you have done? When really it's okay to say, it's not okay to hurt someone. It's not okay to do this. Here's what we do instead. And you give them that replacement. And then when they walk through it, say, I don't like it when. And so that's, again, that assertive, I don't like it when. It's okay. And I know even here, you know, when we've worked with students to kind of become familiar with this process, it's, it's interesting the kids will say, oh, it's okay, it's okay. I don't want to say anything, just don't say anything. And we really work with those kids as well too to say, no, you. it's okay. You need to tell them what your boundaries are. It, it's not okay that they put hands on you.
0: Well, and so many times too we'll, we'll just be like, you know, go apologize, you know, go say you're sorry, and then it's over. And, you know, how effective what is actually happening from that. It's well-intentioned, but.
3: It is, it is. And, you know, sorry, say apologies are an interesting thing. And, you know, I, I kind of have opinions on that, but it's just been interesting to watch. So the beauty of the time machine, it's really about where do we go from here. So this happened. We're acknowledging that it's happening. We're not saying that it's right what happened. But where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. A lot of times kids will get stuck, especially if you – and adults. I mean, let's be honest. If I feel I'm right, I don't want to apologize. I don't feel I was wrong. And that's where I think sometimes we get stuck. Whereas if I could say – or if I'm talking – you know, if Miss G and I are talking and we don't necessarily agree, you know, and I don't want to apologize. I'm not sorry for what I did. I mean, let's be honest. She's smiling at me. And, you know, but I – it's okay to say, you know – from here, where do we go from here? You know, in the future, I need you not to leave at 3.30. <laughs> you know, I'm making this up, just so you know. I'm making this are up. You, are you? <laughs> you <really laughs> <ever does that. laughs> so it's okay to say, I need you not to leave at 3.30. I need you to leave at 4. Like, it, you know, I... I, I don't necessarily need to apologize. I'm sorry I left. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, don't do it anymore. Like, really, that's what you're looking for, right? So if you think about it in that term, and then it's also not about pleasing. I don't need you to please me. I need the behavior to change, and that's really what it's about.
1: Well, I was going to say, I, I'm glad you brought up. Well, I'm glad you're leaving at 4 and
3: not 3.30. I really you. am leaving at 4.00.
1: It. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, it, you know, we talked, the reason we're training the faculty is if we can change it at the adult level, if we can role model the right behavior, the students pick up on that. So do you have, I mean, that was a great specific thing. Do you have any other specifics of how, you know, we as adults um around the students all of the time. Give us another example of what that might look like.
3: Oh, absolutely. So one of the, it, they always give kind of formulas or things you can use. So it, it's it's called name, verb, and paint the command. And so what we forget to do is get eye contact first. So, you know, sometimes if kids, especially if they're, you know, kind of moving on you, you want to come here, come here, like, and my own kids at home, like it's real tempting sometimes to kind of yell at them, but it's real important to get in their space And to be close and to have that eye contact and to say the name. So it may be, Suzanne, pick up your drink, and I need you to put it over here where it goes. Like I think we just assume that sometimes they know, but it's okay to say, I need you to pick this up. Here's what I need you to do, and I'm going to paint a very clear picture about how to do it. And then that kind of helps them know, what do I need to do? I need you to, you know, I can say, Tim... Pick up your toys, place them I've on the top shelf <laughs> and put them over here. And instead of we say, clean up, mm-hmm. clean up. Well, what, what, it what does clean up look like? Who cleans up? Who goes where? Do you want us all to clean up? What do I, so I think it's sometimes just being very specific about what that command is.
2: I will, I will tell you that <clears throat> I did a, an observation in Miss Olson's class and the kids were doing a, <clears throat> an activity where they were moving a lot and they were pretty, pretty fired up, had a lot of energy going. And she, when she set them back down and was trying to get them to um, refocus, she did a very simple activity. Um, and I, I have never seen a class go from such high energy to just being ready to move on quietly to the next um, activity will you talk about what you what you did? And you even even said to them, "How many times to reset?" And they were able to tell you and I just it was amazing.
3: Yes, well, and, and you know I got to give credit to good old mindfulness you know practices as well too, which are embedded right in conscious discipline. Um, breathing, and I always tell the kids breathing is just so underrated because of what it can do for your body just to calm mm-hmm. down senses. and that goes back to grounding exercises you can do. Um, senses are one of the fastest ways to shift your brain states. So when I have kids that are moving and they're up and they're going down, a lot of times if I have them sit, I'll have them breathe in you know what research shows us the brain needs three times to reset so we've actually talked about the type of breathing it needs to be so it needs to come from our core we practice what that looks like and then they'll just take a deep breath in they'll rub their hands so we get the senses we get touch and then we breathe out and then we kind of shake it off and sometimes we do that a couple of different times when we just make that part of what we do every day it really helps them to know we've got to shift we've got to move and that's yeah and they like it.
0: Was was that the specific activity that you yeah. did the other yeah. day? Yeah, cool. and, and
3: it takes like a minute. So, you know, think about it. If you're in the doctor's office, dentist's office, kids are running around, they're calling their name, it'd be a great time to say, okay, look at me or whatever you want your cue to be, you know, eyes on me. You can always make it some kind of fun. And then you clap your hands together, you rub your hands together, take a deep breath in,
1: shake it off. I'm okay. thinking that might be good for a faculty.
3: Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, seriously. I mean it it really is. And well, I, I yeah. was
0: thinking too for like people listening to the podcast, like, could you even like go through maybe just like the first part, but like how would you start that?
3: With just the...
0: With the breathing, the getting your hands up.
3: Oh, absolutely. Like, is there, like, a
0: certain time count you use for taking in a breath and breathing out?
3: Right. Usually, so you can do this all kinds of different ways. And honestly, if I said, you could look this up. <laughs> uh, you know, I hate to give credit. I'd like to take credit for all of this. <laughs> use the resources but, oh you Oh, my got. gosh. You can. Oh, you can look at... There's so many really cool different ways to breathe. Mm-hmm. And and you can do... You know, there's triangle breathing. There's infinity sign breathing. There's elephant breathing. There's lion breathing. I mean, there are that so many... That sounds like right up Sus- Oh my gosh, I it's know. so she can make fun. Sound effects. <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking they Snuffle do. Up, I guess, when you just that. Oh my did gosh, that, so. they have so much fun. And pretzel breathing, where, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, and they twist and they kind of breathe in. And then the kids can even, the older kids can make it up. Or even your little ones. They can do princess breathing. They can do um, superhero breathing. They can do dinosaur breathing. I mean, you can make it whatever you want. But the key is you embed it when you don't always need it. Mm hmm. Because then it becomes something you'll go to. Because if you don't practice it when you don't need to do it, then it feels really forced. And it doesn't do what it needs to do. But if it's just part of your day, so there are several times in the day that we will do breathing, that we will do our brain smart starts, that we're moving. And I will tell the kids, brain needs oxygen. You have to get up, you have to move a little bit, and then we'll sit back down. So there's, I mean, even with my oldest, she gets real anxious with testing. So I said, there's a drain breathing. So you can sit and just kind of tighten up at your, at your seat desk, whatever that looks like. And then just kind of let it go.
0: It's like tighten up all your muscles. Yes. Yes. And then it's like picture
3: a drain, just letting all that water out. And And so that's, that's another, Oh, I already feel a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. There you go. So yeah, there's just all kinds. You can find a lot of resources for what fits best for your family. Um, you know, I, I can't emphasize enough that let it start with the adults yeah. because if you're not practicing it, it's really hard to teach and share it with others. Well,
0: I, I like what you said, too, about the practicing when you don't need it, just make mm-hmm. it a habit and routine. Yeah. I think that's something people listening could definitely take away. And oh, practice absolutely. At home, myself you mentioned uh, Brain Smart Starts, and that
2: was something that you um, introduced in your first training session and i have seen teachers using that like crazy can you give an example of a brain start smart so our listeners understand what that is well
3: and actually if you guys like at home if you're thinking about it you can have a brain smart start in the mornings you know you can make it tell me more yeah (laughs) you know where (laughs) if you're you know at the breakfast table or if you know you have a household and you're up together you're trying to get out the door they're really the idea is they're playful So the key with conscious discipline is they're playful. You're still getting to do things, but the idea is that it unites, um, you know, the group. So the whole family. Maybe you have a fun little, you know, maybe a chant your family does. Maybe your family has um, a motto, a little, you know, whatever that looks like. And it just can be something where we do it together. We disengage stress. So it can be breathing or a game. We do a lot of games that involve touch. Because that's another researched piece. Remember, we
0: did that game when you were training us, the hands up, there was like four people. And oh, yes, clap. the rock and robin. patterns, yeah. yes.
3: Yes, and the brain loves patterns. So the yeah. brain seeks patterns. So they'll start to find that. But if you do it, and you do it with siblings. If you have siblings that have a hard time getting along, give them a brain smart start and it's amazing. You can literally watch their faces and there's actually so many chemical reactions that are happening with the body when that happens. The, the dopamine that's being released, the oxytocin, like the things that are naturally happening just make them feel better and feel connected. So you can do those. Um, I w- we did it uh, actually Mrs. James and I did it at our parent night so some parents and it was so fun to watch the adults do that and how much they felt connected afterwards. So, yeah, classroom, home, anywhere you go, (laughs) feel free.
2: (laughs) Well, I love all of the tips of the trade that you're teaching us all. Um, I think we're going to be a better school because of it. And so thank you so much for sharing your expertise in conscious discipline. You really are a gift to us, Audra. Thank you so much. Well, thank Thank you. you. And
3: if you want to have me back, I have more so just all just right remember, you're like a rock yeah, star i would <laughs> love to thank you for having me
1: well that's all for today's episode of talking heads i had fun today did you Oh, was a yeah. Blast. So yeah. much fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thank you to Audra Olson for sh- joining us today and sharing all of that great information on conscious discipline. Join us again next month as we talk about the importance of happy teachers. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Oh, and before we go, if you haven't looked at the busy fall calendar, please do so. We don't want you to miss a thing. Have a good one. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.